Hello and welcome to the Cadaver Lab, episode 23. I'm Mike. And I'm Sam. Well, we have a lot to talk about today. Our show today is going to be on Vampire Origins, episode 23. Not bad. That's good. And I want to throw out a uh, disclaimer that Sam is going to talk a little bit about Twilight. <laughs> You're going to say that right now in well, front of everybody? Well, I also, want to, I also want to let everybody know that I am in no way involved or in no <laughs> way condone the, those actions. Listen, the reason why that's coming up is because we're talking about the origins of vampires, and I have read those books. All right, good enough. All right. Well, let's get right into it, and unless you have anything you want to bitch about or anything like that. Nope. Okay, well, let's get, we got a lot of voicemails. We have a couple of emails that we want to talk about and a couple of announcements. The first announcement, well, not really an announcement, we just want to let everybody know, um, we are now part of the Horror Podcasting Network. Did you know that? Uh, I did. You did? Awesome. Way yeah. to go. <laughs> that's pretty exciting. Uh, if you go, I, I found that out when you just told me, so that's oh, pretty oh, sweet. Oh, sweet. So, <laughs> horrorcast.blogspot.com, basically, Badoogle Mudslinger. Who has done a lot of work with horror, etc., in their website and stuff? I know that has. Is that, guy, is, is that French? I I don't know. Huh? I don't know. But he's a freaking nice guy because he's put together all of our, uh, uh, you know, ten or so. I don't. I can't remember exactly podcasts. Who you know, we're a community mm-hmm. now. So he put them all together, a place where you can go uh, if you want to. You can download the shows from there. You can even subscribe to the RSS feed there, and uh, you know, find out when people come out with new stuff. Um, we're actually just. I mean, this is the beginning of i think we're all going to be getting together and building it up and building it up you know as time allows and whatnot speaking of that the idea has been brought up to put together a horror podcasting wikipedia page oh you know but uh he basically brought a you know emailed it out and said hey listen we have this community now what would you guys say if i were to you know if i were to bring up the fact that maybe we should get together a wikipedia page and it's gotten a good response so far us, MOZ, uh, Horror, etc., Midnight Podcast, all the podcasts that you're already listening to, and I mean, and lots more. I mean, I, I figure, I, what do you guys think about that? We were, they asked us actually to uh, throw it out to our listeners, and do you think if it's, you know, if it's something, because basically what it will not be is a way to advertise podcasts. I mean, we'll, you know, we'll probably have a little section on it. I mean, it'll be basically, I mean, because I don't know about you. Sam, but uh, when I go to work and I'll tell people about it, people listen to it at work that I, fi- I found out that I didn't know, and I, I don't really want to talk to them about it at work because it's like they listen to our podcast. Yeah, oh, they found really? out. So I mean, that's I'll, embarrassing. Well, it, I don't know. I'll talk. I'll talk to them about it, but it's like you know, I don't want to be. I, I don't want to be quote unquote on. You mean you don't want to put on your celebrity hat at work? Yeah, my celebrity hat. <laughs> I'm such a freaking celebrity. No, but I mean, I want to be able to be a bad in a bad mood at work, and I want to be able to be a dickhead at work too. Nice. So you I, know, I can understand that. You know, and people who listen to this know I'm a nice guy, and that's, uh, too bad. that's a problem because yeah. at work I try to be an asshole. I'm <laughs> just teasing. But uh, no, what do you guys think? I mean, basically, it's just going to be, "Hi, we're here. We're queer. Get over it." I like that. All right. You know. Basically. No, I think that's a good idea. You know. You're going to one spot where you've got all the types of things you want to listen to. You know, the people that subscribe to this probably listen to other things oh, they enjoy for sure. horror. For sure. So, so why not have a place where you can go see all that, maybe get a little flavor of what each of them are, instead of just having them kind oh. of disconnected? You know, I brought up that whole thing about work, and I didn't even mention why I brought it up. Oh, sorry. Because people ask me, well, why do you do it? It's not like you get paid. You know, and right. they're like, well... I think the Wikipedia page will be a place to explain to them, hey, we do it because we love horror. Yeah. We do it because it's a community. You know, I feel a sense of belonging. 
you know, mm-hmm. with with uh, the listeners and other podcastings like that. And it's just become a freaking blast. Yeah, it's a good time. You know, and people don't get it. A lot of people just don't get it. You know, don't understand why. Uh, you know, we, you know, we'll talk about sometimes how many people are listening and whatnot. They'll be like, and you're not getting paid? It's like, I don't do it for money. That's right. Not that I wouldn't do it for money. <laughs> I'm just saying that we don't. Anyways, well, I'll, I'll stop talking about that. But let us know what you think about that, if, if you think that's a good idea. And uh, But we're, we're probably going to be working towards both of those things, the expanding on the Horror Podcast Network and the Wikipedia. Well, okay. Well, let's just get right into email. Am I been talking a lot already? No, no. I, you, I mean, you're cranking through that stuff. That's some important. Well, good well, stuff. we have a lot of stuff to talk about. So <laughs> let, let's just continue. We got, we, we, of course, we got a lot of emails this week. We really appreciate it. We love the emails. There's a couple of note. Um, actually, there's one of note that uh, I want to just mention. And uh, since Sam was such a baby last episode <gasps> about being a noob. Oh yes. We got an email from a guy named Trash who first of all sent Sam some transvestite pictures. Yeah, I'm not asking for any <laughs> shit from the listeners anymore. No more. Cuz it 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 came to fruition and yeah. I've got to be careful. I don't want to see that stuff. <laughs> anyway, uh here's his email. It says as for Sam's ongoing horror noob status, I have composed a list of 20 movies that once someone has watched them all they can move from horror noob status to true horror fan. This list does not necessarily reflect the best or even the most important horror movies ever made, but instead it's a good cross-section of the history and the highlights of the horror genre. Sam, if you've seen all these, you will never, no longer be a noob in Trash's eyes. Okay. I don't know his real name, so we'll, right. we'll just go by Trash. So let's go down these, and we'll see which ones you still have to watch. Okay. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original. I have not seen that. Night of the Living Dead original. No, I have not seen that. The Thing, you've seen. I've seen. Exorcist. I've seen. The original Halloween. I've seen. The original Psycho. I've seen. Nightmare on Elm Street. I've seen it. Friday the 13th. I've seen it. Nosferatu. Nope. I have that with a type on negative score, so you may oh, want to cool. borrow that. It's really okay. cool. Uh, Evil Dead 2. Yes. Gates of Hell. No. Or City of the Living Dead. No. Uh, I've got I've got all these. Uh, Dawn of the Dead, both yes. of them, he says. He says the 2004 and the 1978. Oh, I've not seen two. I've started the 2004, but I have seen the I think it's 1978. 1978. I've seen that one. I don't remember. Uh, exactly, but uh, Alien, you've seen. Yep. Bride of Frankenstein? No. Nope. Oh, that's a that's an awesome one. That's an old school. Uh, Brain Dead? Nope. Reanimator? Yes. Cannibal Holocaust? Yes. Return of the Living Dead? Yes. Suspiria? Yes. Bla- Bay of Blood? No. You know, you're closer than... I, than I, when I went through that list, because I got that email as well, uh-huh. I had seen 12 of the 20. Okay. Now, a couple thoughts on that. I appreciate that list, uh-huh. but... I want to get to the person who is the end-all, be-all of noob status. Now, I don't think trash, although I appreciate it, uh-huh. is a person that I need to be accountable to for uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna go th- I am going to go watch those movies on his sure. recommendation okay. because if, if I can get out of that noob status in one person's <laughs> eyes, that's great. But um, you know, I, I don't know if I can go through everybody's list of 20 movies. <laughs> no, and that's you know I mean? true. And that's true. But uh, I don't know. As I look over these, it has a good it has a good representation of most subgenres. Well, listen, if everybody if everybody says they'll get off my ass about being a noob if I watch those, I, I'm doing it. I'm doing it anyway. But listen, I just brought this up as a talking I point. Know. Maybe maybe you can you can take it or you can leave it. Well, but at, what, one quick are, this, this is a good cross section. Well, it is, and and I'm gonna you know the ones I haven't seen they sound really good. Uh-huh. However. You know, I, I think I put this up on the forums. As far as the noob status goes, I'm always going to be newer than ever, probably everybody else that listens to this yeah. uh, this podcast. So really, I don't care, really, is what it comes down to. I'm going to keep... Why are, you, why are you being so belligerent? <laughs> I'm just I don't kidding. know. <laughs> Listen, basically, this, I, I'm going to enter my Sam 
listen. <laughs> F all you guys. You can LMBs <laughs> and suck my butthole. <laughs> okay, and that's it. That, that's basically what you're saying. I'm okay with that. All right. I'm okay with that. <laughs> All right. So we've got a shitload of voicemail, so let's get into those. All right. Hey, guys. Brian uh, from Drunken Zombie here. Uh, just calling to uh, basically back Mike up. Uh, Buffy, fantastic show. I don't care what that other caller said last episode. Uh, Buffy's awesome. Uh, if anything else, it's uh, Josh Wheaton's writing. It's really good in that show. It really draws you in. And, uh, Sam with Twilight, I... Uh, yeah, I got nothing. You're, you're on your own with that one. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, love the last episode. The Thing is one of my favorite uh, horror movies ever. It's so fantastic. Kurt Russell. If you put Kurt Russell in the John Carpenter movie, you're pretty much guaranteed that the movie's going to be fantastic. I mean, uh, you know, The Thing, Escape from New York, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. All fantastic John Carpenter movies. You guys should do a uh, John Carpenter episode sometime soon. Uh, at least... I know you guys did sort of an underappreciated John Carpenter episode, but you should uh, you should tackle some Kurt Russell uh, Carpenter movies. Uh, like I already did things, but whatever. Anyway, also wanted to call you uh, uh, a bunch of pussies for not coming out to Horrorhound. All uh, I have children. I'm married. I have responsibilities. Ah, bullshit. You should have done it anyway. Whatever. Uh, anyway, I will uh, talk to you guys later. Hopefully, you'll come to a Horrorhound. Sometimes. Dude, we were both about to just jump all over you when you said, maybe you should do a John Carpenter episode. I looked over at Sam. Sam's like, oh, I'm already in a pissy mood. I'm going to kick his... And then you said, oh, you do... Okay, so, yeah. I, listen, I, I am not in a pissy mood. I got it. I've been... Uh, here, here's what I've been doing. So I've, I've decided on Mike's recommendation... He's he's helped me figure out how to manage time a little better so that I can get uh, some some podcasts in. Basically, I listen to them while I'm driving around, and I go visit clients all the time, and so I have plenty of time to do it. So I'm going to be listening to uh, to podcasts now. I checked out three this week. Um, I checked out uh, uh, Stephen Thompson over just another effing movie podcast, and then I have uh, I checked out the Bone Bat podcast, and I also checked out uh, the Midnight podcast. All great podcasts, really good podcasts. However, they were all pissed. Really. Like, they were mad about stuff. What, what's Corey pissed about? Corey was pissed that people were liking, like, Repo and, and something oh, like Sweeney Todd and that. Oh, yeah. Like, he was he was on it, and he was pissed that somebody else was, uh, like, somebody was, was <laughs> copying, uh, copying his show. I heard that. So, you, you know I, what? I'm not in a bad mood at I all. I almost called Corey up and said, dude, you know what? Just listen to it. Because I love Corey. But, uh, yeah, we just, I guess we just don't see eye to eye on Repo. I freaking love Repo. Which is you know fine. that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that yeah, no, happens. That's fine. Well, and the other thing, too, is now I, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to talk about Twilight real quick because we're doing vampires. Now, I am not an apologist for this, and I am not going to say this is the, an awesome thing. Again, you're belligerent. But <laughs> what, what happened was is I, I had some time. My wife had the books, and so I started reading the books. Now, they're a quick read. And the thing that I enjoyed about Twilight was that it's a pretty – good vampire story as far as how the vampires interact kind of some of the dangers that go along with the vampires there's some pretty unique things that happen with with vampires dangers of being pushed out of existence no (laughs) but see therein although you just hit on it the part that i don't like is they she spent way too much time as a romance novel you oh. could condense you could you could condense that story down to one book and have it awesome and you'd have to completely change the ending of the fourth book to make it awesome. So on a scale of one to ten, I give this a three 
But because you, of the vampire stuff. But the th- but you haven't seen the movie. I have not seen you the know, movie. And, and it's hard for me to, to sit and judge you based off the books alone. First of all, wasn't, uh, I mean, isn't it a Utah... Uh, yeah, a lady the, that went to BYU. Yeah, okay. And, so, and she wrote this. Now, now the thing about it is that I think the reason why I really liked it was that it, it got into, well, the, the, why I liked it as much as I did, was that you get into vampires and werewolves and how they hate each other, but they they have to coexist, and there's some different things that go on there, and the abilities that they have. You could make an awesome movie, horror movie, about the the vampires and mm. the uh, and the werewolves, but the problem is, is it's so interlaced with this romance garbage that it just I'll, I'll never read those books again. Right. Well, but but what I'm going for is this: it, you support the local person. I was going to say it doesn't sound that much different than uh, like some Anne Rice novels where it's just a lot of of uh, there's romance in it. There's uh, homosexual romance in mm-hmm. it. All sorts of stuff. It, you know, I'm not like not blatant mm-hmm. stuff. But I read it and I liked it. I mean, I, I, and there's not. And gra- I'm a puss for it. Well, but there's not graphic violence in these either, and that's oh. you know, so it doesn't get. I mean, that's there's some problem. violence. Number four is more violent, but there's not like that's not the main part. That's not why she wrote the books. You know what? I, I'm I'm trying to back you up here, uh-huh. but you're giving me nothing. <laughs> I really am. You know what? The, and I, I I promise you, I just I actually just won a lot of uh, like twenty books mm-hmm. off of eBay, and I spent like. 12 bucks for him total. Uh-huh. And so I'm going to get all those books, not to mention A Song of Ice and Fire uh-huh. and all these other graphic novels. There's no possible way that I'm ever going to get to these books. I just ordered The Watchmen. So, oh, I, I actually just got The Watchmen. Yeah, I just got it. That's really cool. But, uh, but people so, have to so understand. I'm not scared. But I, I, I can appreciate it, but people have to understand. I read about a book a week. All right. So See, I don't. I don't nearly read that. This many. is not something where I'm like, oh, I'm going to fill my quota of books and I'm going to read Twilight. I read a book a week, and this happened to be ones that I picked mm-hmm. up and I put them out in like three weeks, uh-huh. and then I moved on to something else. So. I wish I had more time. I don't know. When do you do it, dude? Well, do you just like take really long shits? No, I read really fast and I do uh, it at night. Well, that's go. I put out books quick. There but, you go. Well, cool. Yeah. Anyway, so that's Twilight. I'm never talking about it again. That's my take on it. Three out of ten. Not much violence. Too much romance. I'm not even going to waste my time with the movie. Just, you know, it is what it is. Uh, uh, oh, in other Damn. words, in other words, <laughs> say nothing. Yeah. Anyways. Hey, guys, this is Richard in Wichita. First time caller and uh, listener for about the last uh, two months or so. And I uh, just felt kind of compelled to call in and say fantastic show. Um, I'm loving it. You guys have been added to my weekly rotation of podcasts that I listen to. I'm lucky enough to listen to podcasts at work. So, uh, Makes my day and weeks go much quicker. Um, I got turned on to your show by Brother D over at Mail Order Zombie. He made a reference to your public domain show, what uh, you did, looks like about mid November. And uh, I went ahead and downloaded that and got hooked. Um, public domain has, has been a thing that I've always been interested in for a long time now. And um, it was just really cool to hear a podcast actually go over public domain. I, you guys are the first that I've heard that do, did that. And it, uh, you guys covered some great topics, and it was interesting because uh, I actually had Satanic Rites of Dracula on my iPod ready to watch when uh, I actually downloaded your podcast, so it was kind of uh, interesting to hear your takes on that movie as I was watching it over lunch. Um, just a couple of other quick comments. You know, as I've made my way through about your last 10 shows, um, pretty current, haven't listened to the new one with uh, The Thing in it, so uh, I'll be listening to that probably in the next couple of days, and then I'll be... Uh, pretty much current, although I've got like the first 11 episodes that I'm going to go back and download. I've listened to everything 
as far back as Ghost House Underground. So going to download those first 11 shows and, and uh, listen to those as well over the next, uh, well, probably next you know, several weeks to month. I'll just be throwing those in in between all my other podcasts I listen to. But I'm um, loving the way you guys, you know, you guys are zany, but you guys also, you know, are pretty serious about the topic. And it's kind of interesting in that you guys, you know, are kind of latecomers to some of the more gorier horror films. And um, I, I kind of like that because I myself am very much the same way. I, I've been a longtime horror fan. I really love the classics, Universal and Hammer films. But some of the gorier stuff, honestly, I haven't really gotten into except for about the last four or five years. So, um, you know, and, and hey, I'm 41. So I'm not I'm not a young guy, <laughs> but uh, I'm a latecomer to some of these films. But I'm loving them now. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. At the time, some of those films, um, you know, I catch them every once in a while, but a lot of them I just didn't see, and I'm really enjoying them now. I'm just going to end this with a couple of quick comments on some of your shows. Um, specifically, uh, your horror action. Hey, I love Underground, or Underworld, excuse me. I love those two movies. In fact, I'm headed to go see Rise of the Lycans tonight. So uh, definitely, I, I, you know, I know a lot of people don't like those films. I actually loved them. I thought they were a lot of fun if you go into it thinking that it's a horror action film. Yeah, not as much horror as there is action in the film, but uh, I'm okay with that. If you, you know, going into that, that's what I'm expecting and that's what I got. And it was definitely a, definitely a great film. Um, let's see. Last, uh, last comment I want to make is about Repo, the genetic opera. I actually got turned on to this movie by another podcast, but they really didn't go into great detail about it. And uh, it was interesting that I listened to your podcast just before I started watching the movie Man, I love this movie. Um, it is just a quirky little film that just I, you know, I like the music in it. I like the overall film. Uh, it was it was real enjoyable. I really enjoyed it. So it was really cool to listen to you guys talking about it because I, I agreed with you guys pretty much 100%. So, hey guys, keep up the great work. I'm going to be a weekly listener now, um, and uh, you guys are just doing a fantastic job. Thanks a lot. Take care. So uh, hopefully you'll call the Midnight Podcast and you will talk to Corey about <laughs> why you like Repo. I, I was I was really surprised Corey didn't like this movie. Um, I, I just this is one that it, maybe we were just in the right mood. I don't know. I thought it was no. Really good. I've watched it a couple times since then. Yeah. It, I and I you know I've been listening to the soundtrack. I, I don't know. I I it's I mean it's not like people have their own opinions. Right. It's cool. And you and you do? know and so thanks for all the uh, the support and uh, that you're going to go back and download those episodes. Hopefully you'll enjoy those. Also, you know what? I'm glad that we have some uh, underworld fans. I actually just went and saw Rise of the Lycans uh, last weekend. I think it was, and I actually thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the best. Maybe not uh, the greatest movie in the world, but uh, it was definitely action packed. It was Michael Sheen and and Bill Nighy both kicked ass as. Uh, Lucian and Victor. My, my favorite thing about uh, Bill Nye, and he does this in every movie he's in. He'll be, he'll, he, he's an old man already, and he looks kind of grumpy just his face. So whenever he kind of just oh, oh, he scoffs at somebody, <laughs> they would, oh, oh, it's just it makes me laugh so damn hard. It's just like you know what, Grandpa, I'm about to. Lay well, so <laughs> so the, the big question is, did you get to see Rona Mitra with her clothes off? You did, but you didn't get to see any nudie parts. So kind of like Kate Beckinsale in uh, Evolution. Not that much. Oh, not even that much. Oh. And uh, you know the the thing is, is I was going in there thinking that we were gonna have a you know where Celine was the big the the main character seemingly throughout the first two. Rona Mitra wasn't the main focus. It was Lucian. Hmm. You know, it was uh, Michael Sheen. 
who, by the way, did a great job. You know, like I said, I don't know if it's my favorite out of the uh, out of the three, and uh, you know, I I probably would, you know, I would I would definitely I give it a I would give it a buy mm-hmm. if we did it. But that having been said, just just like uh, you know, we were saying here, that don't go into it thinking anything, but you're going in for a horror action flick because well, there's a lot of action, and, and that's <laughs> it was almost thing. like uh, he was almost like the the werewolf William Wallace. <laughs> Freedom! Nice. It's you know, and I'll go back and I'll say this again to people who don't like Underworld. You know, if I had to watch one horror movie, it's not going to be Underworld. No way. No. But but because I don't have to do that, I can go enjoy on its own merits an Underworld and an Underworld Evolution and a Rise of the Lycans because it has that good mix of horror and action, and that's mm-hmm. that's just fine. I don't have to hate it just because there's not enough horror in it. Yeah, well, I I, I don't know. And I am I, just picking fights left no, and right. Why, why I'm just, are you? I don't is know. this because those other podcasts were pissed? Stephen, what was he pissed? Oh, he was pissed off at politics. Polit- he was pissed off stuff. at politics. He was pissed off at drug testing. <laughs> I'm glad that Stephen's misery could be my com- comedic. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it was funny. I was listening to it on the way to work, and I was kind of bent already because I was planning on staying home, but then something happened, so I went in. I'm, all, so I'm like, yeah, F that. Oh, wait. I don't really care about that. <laughs> but uh, what was what was the Bone Bat show pissed off at? Uh, they were what were they mad about? Politics. They were mad. Oh, off, they were mad about politics too. Uh-huh. And uh, they they have a section on their show that they just go off and get pissed about stuff like a rant. Oh yeah. And so they were mad because the one guy uh, Gord he had some friends over like a party at his house and they had unruly kids destroying all his kids' <laughs> toys and stuff. So <laughs> there was a so they were really mad about some things. Uh-huh. Well, anyway. And they have dirty jokes on their podcast, too. So if you're looking for some, I laughed. I thought they were funny. Good. Well, no, those guys are cool. Yeah. I play, uh, from time we'll play Left for Dead with Steve. He's a good guy. Yeah. I always have fun. Yeah. Anyways, let's get to the next one. What up, Mike? What up, Sam? This is another fellow Mike, namely <clears throat> Metal Mikey. And you'll have to excuse me. My voice sounds kind of crappy. I'm only just now getting through a cold, and I had a pretty crappy day, too, so... It's kind of show, <coughs> excuse me, showing on my voice. But anyways, I uh, just got through earlier today listening to your Alien Space Terrors episode, which I really enjoyed a lot. You know, I do admit, even with the harsh criticism it received, even that does not deter me from my eventual curiosity to see Galaxy of Terror. Why? Because it was one of those videos, and yes, by videos I mean VHS tapes in the 80s that I saw the cover art for, and I'm like, oh my god, this looks so awesome. And you know, I'm fully prepared for it to be a piece of shit. I am. I'm not expecting any remote greatness from it. What I want to see is just a really cheesy 80s sci-fi horror, so I'm probably going to give it a shot down the line. I'm sorry if this means that I'm excluded from the club, but to balance it out, guys, I did actually buy a bracelet this week, so we're still cool, right? Oh, right. But uh, I'm actually with you both, Mike and Sam, and I also actually saw uh, Event Horizon in the theaters. Oh, it takes a special movie to unnerve me as much as Event Horizon did when I saw it in the theaters. That was just astonishing how creepy it actually was. But, you know, I do agree with you. It isn't quite a bone saw. And Alien, 
richly deserved that bone saw for the episode. The more I see it over the years, the more I actually appreciate Alien over Aliens. And, yeah, I actually do agree with that opinion. You know, as much as I love Aliens and that it makes for, like, a great sci-fi action horror movie, for a pure all-out sci-fi horror movie, Alien is where it's at. Just the set pieces, the atmosphere, the acting, it's all there. you got a masterpiece in terror. Uh, but as for the opinion of whether Alien is sort of a slasher in space, I could kind of see that. <clears throat> My only naysay about that idea is the fact that, you know, with most slashers, they have like a revenge arc of some kind. This was just a alien critter that was behaving like it was probably supposed to, so... That's probably the only one strike against it, but for the most part, I am going to agree with that opinion. But anyways, you both did a great job on the episode. And, you know, yeah, I I would be terribly underwhelming if I did not mention in any sort of way Sam's traumatic snow experience. Well, you know, around Michigan, winter has been a bitch. So I guess having a big snow mound resemble vagina dentata would not be terribly far removed from the realm of reality. Oh, yeah. And I apologize, all female listeners, for that terrible analogy. I am really, really sorry. Anyways, talk to you all later. Great job once again. Take it easy, guys. Bye. Hey, Metal Mikey, you uh, appreciate that, and and just so you know, give your give your uh, phone a break there. Um, don't sneeze on it anymore or cough on it, because man, you, you killed it. I, I'm getting sick through my headset <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah. No, but uh, you know what's interesting about Event Horizon is how many people were unnerved by that. Like yeah. we had other people call and say that they were unnerved, and there's just something about that show that was just freaky oh, yeah. at the time. Oh yeah. So no, great great analysis there, and we appreciate that. Well, and we also appreciate the kind words. Metal Mikey's always there to uh, make us feel good about ourselves, at yep, least. Yeah. At least you're good for something. <laughs> just either. Hey, Mike and Sam. It's Corey again from Midnight Podcast. Just wanted to say you guys put out yet another stellar episode. Episode 22, you talked about actually a couple of my favorite movies, uh, especially The Thing. I love The Thing. Freaked me out when I was a little kid, and I just I can watch that movie a million times. I love it every time. And uh, also, 30 Days a Night, and I love that movie too, but I'm not going to spoil it or anything, but I just, I'm not so sure about the ending. Wasn't that kind of anticlimactic? I I don't know. It's kind of weird. I guess I expected more. But anyhow, it was a great movie. And you played that song from the band Fight, and man, that threw me for a loop. I have not heard that song for a long time. And then all of a sudden it pops up on your show and it just like sent me back. I don't know how many years ago that was, but holy cow. But uh, that was really cool to hear that song again. I love the selection of music that you guys play on your show. It's really cool. And I love to hear what you throw on there next. And also I just wanted to say thanks for playing the promo for the Midnight Podcast. That was really cool. I'm talking about the Chris Barnes interview, Chris Barnes, he, he's really cool because he's like this death metal guy and he sings about killing people and blood and everything like that, but 
you talk to him, and he is one of the most laid-back, coolest guys in the world. So I just love the difference there between his death metal persona and his laid-back kind of conversational style. So very cool. Anyhow, thanks a lot, guys. You do an awesome job. Can't wait for the next show later on. You know, Corey is someone who has, like, serious credibility. Oh, yeah. He he interviews people, like, lead singers of bands. Uh-huh. And... I'm wondering if, if we interviewed Corey, if some of that would rub off on us. <laughs> I'm just afraid Corey do. would rub off on us. <laughs> like, literally. Yeah. No, that, uh, no, that's great. You haven't been in for a little while, and I started getting worried because I, when I listened to, you, to the Midnight Podcast, he was uh, he was ticked off about somebody copying stuff. I was like, oh, shit, did Mike do something? <laughs> hey. Is Mike copying stuff? Because I just go with what Mike tells me. I don't I don't think for myself. Mike tells me everything I'm supposed to do. <laughs> so. It was his idea about uh, Twilight. He made me read the books, no, right? Um, but no, Corey, that's uh, that's some good stuff, man. So you know, I listened to his his uh, the interview, and uh, here's Chris Barnes. I mean, I don't know if you're a big Cannibal Corpse fan or old school or, or old school Cannibal Corpse or uh, Six Feet Under, but uh, I actually just went and picked up the new Six Feet Under album today hmm. uh, called Death Rituals, and it's just like brutal i mean it's as brutal as it gets it's as you know the lyrics are as mean and as nasty as it gets i I mean i love it but you listen to this uh this interview that Corey did with him and he's like Corey would ask me a question oh yeah man i mean (laughs) he seems like a hippie a little bit you know it was like it was like shaggy like Corey. i'm telling you it was awesome (laughs) yeah I, I swear he was, but no, I was actually really shocked about uh, how how this dude just did not seem like a badass at all. He was just, you know, maybe he's just comfortable with himself. Yeah. He'd be a hippie, cool. But uh, yeah, okay, speaking of the the song we played, "Fight" by Fight, it was uh, just a little crazy. Or a little, uh, you probably didn't even listen to the. Right, I, I no, I didn't hear it. Anyways. You know what it reminds me of is Sam and I used to have this job back when we were, what, 16, 17, working as dishwashers at this Mexican restaurant. And there were these dudes there. God, what year was that? That was probably 93, uh, 93, 92. Yep, 92, 93. There were these dudes there that worked there at the time, and they were just the biggest white trash mothers (laughs) I mean, I I know they're not listening, so I could go. And they were just the biggest, some of the biggest dumbasses in the world. But I, but they've got it. They did one thing. They they listened to the greatest like butt rock, like yeah. like eighties metal, and they thought they were so hardcore. And that was a band that uh, one of those guys. Oh really? Yeah. What what was the what was the Blake? Oh Blake. <laughs> Blake, dude, you've got to check out this new band. It's from the lead singer of Judas Priest. It will kick your ass, or something, <laughs> or something like that. So I listened to it, and I'm just like, "Wow, this is pretty." You know, at the time, we're getting into like the grunge and some of the other alternative. Shotgun you know, Messiah, that was a big time from them. Oh yeah, and uh, I it just every time I hear that song, I just see, I just look over there, and there's the white trash dude giving the devil horns and the metal face singing it to me, and me just laughing my my ass off because I'm like, "What a loser!" Wasn't that the guy that uh, ended up marrying a 14 year old? He did marry yes, a 14 year old. Yes, he did. How about that? Only in Utah. Maybe. I don't. <laughs> Actually, you got to realize Texas is taking a lot of that uh, stigma away. That's from right. Us. Yes. Thank heavens. All right. Before we get into the next one, we've gotten a few more entries to the 
I want to sound like Sam contest. God, maybe we should come up with an official name because I call it something different. Every time. I think that's good. I want to sound like Sam. I want to sound like Sam. Let's talk about this just for a little bit. We've gotten a lot of entries, and it's going to be hard for Sam and I to choose, or Sam and me, I don't know, anyway, to choose the, the winner. So what we're going to do is on the, on the 13th, on February 13th, I'm going to gather all of the entries, and you know that weekend I'll, I'll put up a page on the site and uh, where you can vote for which one you think is best. So that way, you know, we'll throw it out to you guys. That you know, that way it takes a little pressure off of us. But uh, anyway, so we'll do that. Is there any? Did you want to add anything, or does that sound good? No, that that sounds good. We'll leave the voting open for a couple of weeks because the thirteenth is actually a Friday, which is in between when we record. Right. So if people are sending them in through the thirteenth, oh right, there's, there'll there'll be a couple of days worth of uh, voicemails there that that you won't hear until the episode the following right. week. Okay. Well, let's get into some of these entries. Hey, Cadaver Lab. Um, this is Corey, uh, Rotten One Thirty Eight on the forums, and I just figured that I would be the first one here to put myself out there and I am just going to go ahead and try and enter this sounding like Sam contest um, I know that this I will tell you right ahead of time that this will be the worst impression that has ever been done in the history of impressions but I so desperately want to get to that prize pack that I am willing to go for it so here it is this is Sam, and I just want to remind everybody to love your junk. <laughs> All right, that's um, that's about as good as it's going to get. <laughs> so um, keep up the good work, guys, and I look forward to the next show, and hopefully I will remain the lone entrant. Later. <laughs> I have been made fun of my whole life because I, I laugh like that. I had brothers bring girlfriends over, and they would tell me a joke. I'm like, what the hell are you talking to me for? They'd say it, and then they'd both just stare at me waiting for me to laugh like that. Because <laughs> I have this wheeze for a laugh. So that that kicked ass. That, that was, was so awesome. funny, man. <laughs> he started out, I'm like, he just sounds like himself. He sounds like, just like Rodden. And then he did the wheeze. And <laughs> yeah, that wheeze. That's going to be that's gonna be a tough one to beat, the wheeze. Yeah, that's that was funny. awesome. Hello, this is Sammy from everyone's favorite podcast, Cadaver Lab Podcast, with a public service announcement. A lot of people think vagingivitis is a joke, but vagingivitis hurts really bad. So, me and everyone else at Cadaver Lab would like to ask you to please FYF, floss your vagina, or if you're one of our UK listeners, floss your fanny. FYF UK. Thank you and God bless. Well, there you guys go. The worst Sam impression that you're ever going to get. Uh, but I just had to enter because uh, I wanted a chance to win the prize back. Anyways, hi, uh, I'm Gringo. Patrick, the Gringo, whatever. Uh, and uh, first time contacting you guys. I figured I'd shoot you an MP3. Uh, just because when you guys asked for, uh, if you had any hermaphrodite listeners, I had to call in because I myself am a he-she, which was actually, uh, not as bad as you'd think in, uh, Boy Scouts. It was very convenient since my crotch splayed open like a jackknife. Anyways, I'm just totally kidding about that, but 
I am uh, a midget. Um, although it's been kind of hard for me being a midget since I'm, uh, you know, regular size. Anyways, I was actually, uh, I wanted to call in to uh, give a little comment about uh, something that was mentioned, oh god, maybe like over a month ago. You know, a little problem with mustaches. Now, uh, I'd like to tell you that, um, you know, I feel bad that the only thing that you can grow on your top lip is, uh, you know, a rat wisp sort of peach fuzz. But uh, it doesn't mean you have to, you know, come down on us people that can grow a nice, smooth, strawy mane on our, you know, underneath our nose. I mean, think about the greats. You have Sam Elliott, you have Lee Van Cleef, uh, Burt Reynolds, you know, and, uh, hmm... Who do you guys have on your side? Josh Hartnett? Anyways, I'm just saying, uh, don't, uh, don't bring the mustache. Don't knock it till you tried it. Personally, right now, I don't have one, but, uh, at the time, I was sporting one, and, uh, you know what? Maybe you should see me with a mustache, and you might change your mind. Maybe that's a little weird. Never mind. Don't, maybe don't ever see me with a mustache. Anyways. Uh, you guys are putting on a great show. Uh, I loved your last one there, uh, the sci-fi horror one. I have to agree with you, Alien is one of the best movies ever made. It is far and above better than Aliens, but Aliens does have its merits, for sure. Event Horizon 2 is such a creepy film, although it there are certain things that don't sit right with me, and I don't know how much I dig the director's later stuff, but of course that doesn't affect the movie at all. I do, however, want to check out Galaxy of Terror. Is that what it was called? Galaxy of Terror? Whatever. It, uh, it looks so bad. Um, and here's a little, maybe a bit too personal, but, uh, I, I've noticed a lot of podcasts are, uh, mentioning how they don't find Ripley attractive. Now, am I strange in saying this where I personally do? Does, does that make me weird? Maybe it's because I'm also a midget and a he-she, but, uh, whatever. Uh, keep up the good work, and I'm looking forward to, uh, listening to your cold-as-shit episode. Oh, and I have signed up at the, uh, the forum, but I haven't got a message back, so I guess I'd like to apologize for, uh, not being cool enough to be part of your forum. I'm just totally kidding. Also, I know you guys dig metal, so, uh... I figured I'd throw up some Dio. Can't argue with that. And uh, shame on you if you don't like shame on the night. See ya. Now, see, I that was good because I I thought that was me. I was sitting there thinking, did I call the show? But then I figured out it wasn't because I I'm not I didn't I, I don't like Moby, and that's what was playing in the background. That was Dio. Oh shit! Now you know I'm that's get, not funny. I'm gonna give my ass. You kick. know what? That is not funny. No, that. The deal was all throughout it, right? I think so. Yeah, but the first part, he was I swear it sounded like Moby. Oh, maybe it was. That I first little part, I'm like, uh... I was going to say, if you just called weird. the no, grandfather... No, of, no, no. For the bulk of his message, that was Dio. But not, <laughs> okay. not the first part. Anyways, right. no, no, good good stuff there. That's, that's some funny stuff. Now, I'm still... I'm not sold on mustaches. No, right? you, you got to realize what happened to him, though. This, uh, this, uh, when uh, you mentioned mustaches, he looked at me like, "What is he talking about?" For a split second, 
Yeah. And then he remembered that he went off on that. You got to remember that that's the day that he came home and found a dude sporting a giant mustache, pissing in his like bed or something. I don't know. Some some mustache guy crossed him that day, and he yeah. came back and he was pissed. That's right. And he figured it was everybody with a mustache. That's right. Is that I, is that my wrong? Hey, listen, I'm a blanket. I'll just throw it out there that I hate everybody with a certain characteristic. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's funny is want to know why I don't like guys with mustaches? Why? Because uh, right now I'm trying to grow a beard, but I shaved my mustache. I said, uh, and I was my wife is joking around about, huh? You know what? Y- you just kind of look weird without a mustache but a beard. And I said, yeah, I'm kind of like the anti Magnum PI. She said, honey, no matter how, no matter what you think, you are no Magnum. So I scroll. What? <laughs> what? That's just, that hurt. That's low, man. That hurt. And you know, in I you know I don't have any disdain for for mustaches except for except for Magnum only because I'm jealous. Yeah. What are you gonna do? But that was a great impression. Yes, that was. That was that good. Was, that was a uh, uh, FYF, Sam. I do every day. Oh, you know I was gonna mention too. He mentioned that we don't think that uh, you know a lot. He was saying a lot of podcasters don't think Ripley's attractive. I don't like find her very feminine in those movies. I'm not saying that I don't find her attractive. But she's not. I I do find her attractive. You do? I kind of. I, I don't. And have you ever seen Galaxy Quest? She's getting a little older in that. Yeah. But she's you know she's. I think she's pretty cute in that. I mean she's she's older. She's, she's got 50. too much of a square jaw for me. Nah. Well, I don't know. I, I mean to to each their own. But you got to. I I think in the, in those alien movies though that she just was not very feminine and so it's just I don't know if it's people don't find her attractive. It's that sometimes you know a, a little uh, bit of. Lipstick and paint make a girl what she ain't, and uh, she was definitely not wearing any of that. So, <laughs> yeah. See, I don't. I don't know. When there's a Kate Beckinsale out there, oh uh, well, or oh, a Rona Mitra, it's yeah. like I. I don't. I know. I wasn't even thinking about that with her. But yeah. eh, what do you do? If you go see Rise of the Lycans, you'll be thinking of that the whole time. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. But uh, was it? Oh, that was a long one. So I don't remember if we got everything. But that was a he, gra- yeah, that, that was, was a great message. That that we good. love that one. That one is definitely going up in the running. But uh, let's check out our next one. All right. Hello everyone, this is Sam from the Cadaver Lab Podcast. That's right, this is my real voice. That lousy bastard Mike always puts that fuzzy bear voice effect on me. Lousy prick. Anyway, just wanted the ladies to know that I do have a big, deep, rich, sexy voice. And the reason why is because I have great, big, huge, fat, hairy balls. Unfortunately for me, I have a Little teeny tiny peener. Uh, to give you a visual, it'd be like putting a cocktail wiener on a beach ball. Anyway, that's my entry. Peace out, bitches. <laughs> this came in last week, and I have heard this several times, and I still cannot stop laughing. That is so you know, funny. The funny thing is, is I don't think that I've ever made it through... It heard that last part where he says it looks like a cocktail weeder on a beach ball. <laughs> that was Tony from uh, the Firearms Cafe that podcast. He actually so said in two. No, that yeah. first one was to make us laugh, and uh, I don't know. That was funny, but let's get into a second. All right. Hey, everybody. This is Sam from the Cadaver Lab podcast. I just want everybody to know that a big fantasy of mine is to read my Twilight books while I get teabagged by the big, fat, sweaty guy from the Borat movie. Waka waka, peace out, bitches. <laughs> that that is horrible. 
That is so stinking funny. Oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh. I wish we could do this forever. I Oh, that is so funny. Dude, we we are going really long on these. That was our last one for today. Yeah. But uh, this is kind of a special episode because we've gotten a lot of, of the voicemails and a lot of those entries, which all of those kicked ass. Keep Th- them those coming. Were great. Keep those were them so coming. Funny. You know, and the thing is, is I already know that today's is going to be a longer than usual episode because not only do we have three films to talk about, that we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, origin, some some vampire origin myths and legends and stuff, and maybe we won't talk get into as in as much depth as you know we we were intending to. And also, we kind of came together at the last minute today mm-hmm. too. We it was kind of a weird day at work, but so let's take just a quick break. We'll uh, we'll put on part of a song, and uh, Sam will uh, go drain his beach ball. Waka waka. Hello, I'm Matt, and I'm TJ. And I'm DJ. And together we are co-hosts of Deadlantern.com's world-famous Splattercast. And we're here to tell you all about the second annual Splat Academy Awards. Whoa, what's that, TJ? Thanks for asking, Matt. It's a very special podcast event where we honor the best films, actors, and scenes that the horror genre had to offer in 2008. Wow, that's swell. Can you tell me some more? Sure thing, Matt. On Monday, February 23rd, the Splattercast will celebrate the horror genre in an epic-sized award show that will feature our fellow horror podcasters as presenters and lots of other special surprises. That sounds great! What kind of awards are they? All sorts of excellent stuff. (laughs) While you're voting on stuffy categories like Best Screenplay and Best Foreign Film, you can also pick out your favorites in categories like Best Death Scene and Achievement in Breasts! blood and boobs that kicks ass tj i know see matt it's just like a real horror movie boobs bring in the viewers and or i mean um uh, voters uh, totally is there anything i need to do to get in on this actually yes voting is open to the public head to vote.deadlantern.com to fill out a ballot and make sure that your voice is heard wow that's amazing you said i just need to visit vote.deadlantern.com and i can participate in democracy absolutely matt and you know what else is should do well tell me tell me tell me what's that uh tell all your friends to come and vote because there's nothing better than voting with all of your friends even the illegals are welcome. Fantastic. I'll tell, you, I'll tell Pedro right away. I'm going to go visit vote.deadlantern.com right now and be super cool. Good man. And if you can't remember vote.deadlantern.com, then be sure to listen to the Splattercast or visit deadlantern.com for all the info you need. Sounds great. But I think I'm going to go do some uh, research to make sure I am well prepared to vote for the best boot of the last year. As am I, my friend. I like to be totally loop, uh, prepared uh, 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 as a voter, which is, is why you have until February 20th to vote. So if you haven't had a chance to see a movie yet, I want to make sure you've rubbed out enough times to make an informed voting choice on boobs category. You'll have plenty of time. I'm stunned, TJ. Those guys at DeadLantern.com sure know how to be awesome. Damn straight, Matt. And that's why everyone should go participate at... Vote.deadlantern.com
All right, what we've decided to do is go over the movies fairly quickly. We won't go as in depth as sometimes that we do, but uh, you know, and then we'll we'll take a little bit of time afterward to talk about the different vampire legends. And you know, I was thinking about this. We may have a problem with spoiling one of the films with uh, if we talk about a vampire legend. Well, then, we're going to need to. So if you haven't seen it, we'll give you a, a spoiler alert. Right. But you'll want to fast forward quite a bit through that part. All right, so let's go over these three movies, and I'm sure we'll be we, we chose these for for a you know a reason because they all have to do with interesting vampire origins, and so we'll go through them, and then as we're explaining kind of a little bit more about the origin or, or the uh, the legends that some of these films are based on, we'll we'll go back to the movies and, and use that. Anyways, let's talk about our first one, which is Tsui Hark's Vampire Hunters, or it's also called uh, the Era of Vampires. It came out in 2002. <laughs> It was directed by Welson Chin and written by Tsui Hark. Uh, the IMDb gave it a 4.5, starring Ken Ching as Hei, Michael Chow Man Kin as Fat, Suet Lam as Harry, and Kwok Kwan Chen as Balls. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> uh, Suet Lam came, it was Kung, and Kwong Kwan Chen was Choi, and Anya is Sasa. Why don't you give us a the girl the girl? Why don't you give us a quick uh, synopsis of this? Okay, so this was in the uh, I think it was in the 1400s, mm-hmm. so the 15th century, <clears throat> and basically what you have is that there's there's an energy that builds up in these dead bodies that first turns them into a zombie, and then from there, if they're not if they get to feed, then they turn into a vampire. Right. So they've enlisted the vampire hunters led by a master. Um, who go around and they, they, they find these vampires. They have a special compass that, that directs them to these vampires, and then they go and kill them. So the movie starts out with them chasing uh, a serious vampire, and he, they, they wrap him with chains, and that's how they kind of bring him down. And it's, they, it almost looks like a scarecrow-type person. It's not really defined features. It's right. just this evil thing. And if the vampire bites you, then you would turn into a, a vampire. Or scratches you or anything. Yeah, anything like that if they touch you. So... Um, so the master actually gets taken away as he's trying to take down this uh, vampire and supposedly blows up. And so at the other, the four, it's wind, rain, lightning, 
and Thunder. And Thunder same same uh, characters that are in uh, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Yep. Um, those guys all they, they think the master's dead, and so then they follow their compass to a village where they go undercover as workers to try and solve this mystery that's going on with uh, the lord of the village mm-hmm. and his daughter and some some things going on. So it's this big storyline of them trying to find the vampires. The master comes back into the story. There's a lot of fighting that goes into it. Tons. It's of- it's subtitled, and, and you know the fighting is more like uh, the the crouching tiger, hidden dragon, yeah. more like the dance they're, type of fighting. They're jumping around in trees and flying, and, and when right. they're they're doing little kick poses and whatnot. Right. You know what? That's okay though. I mean, it was it was if it, if there weren't so much of it. Basically, my take on the show was okay. Well, you know, we we are introduced to these guys. They go and fight. A vampire. They talk for a minute. Go fight a vampire. Talk about a fight. They, there's a lot of fight scenes mm-hmm. in this. And as we were talking, Sam, you're saying that that's cool. You love that. Whereas to me, a little bit, it got a little old. Mm-hmm. But one thing going for this show is, first of all, the fact that this is a completely different, based on a different legend than we're used to. You know, I, I apparently it's a pretty big, and we'll, and we'll talk about this. I I have some notes on. The, the legend behind this film, you know, for later on. But basically, these these they, everybody who dies, if they're you know if they aren't taken away, if their souls aren't taken away to the afterlife, basically they become zombies. And these zombies are not pretty. Mm-hmm. And they, I mean, and once they feed on somebody, they become vampires, which basically look like zombies, except for you know even more hideous. And you know, instead of biting on the neck and sucking, I guess they have like super sucking ability and they just suck the blood right out of you out of your like eye sockets and mouth and nose you know across a couple of feet or whatever and then all you know then you die there's a couple of things about this movie that i really like first of all i watched like the first 20 minutes of it dubbed because i was i couldn't like watch it as uh intently as i would like to i had to finish up a couple of things and the freaking dub was ridiculous. Oh, it really? was so cheesy. And, uh, well, I mean, and the actors, they were very, like, over-melodramatic with their expressions and stuff like that, which was okay. Mm-hmm. But I just thought, oh, my gosh, these this dubbing is making it ridiculous. But I got finished with what I was doing, and then uh, I turned on the subtitles, to, you know, something like that. Maybe they won't sound like such dumbasses. And uh, their voices kind of sounded almost the same. Extra dramatic and whatever, you know, and that's fine. This was kind of, it seemed like almost a comic book. Yeah, you know, and that's exactly what I yeah. thought. You know, I really enjoy the fighting when it when they speed it up. Right. So, I mean, you can tell it's speed up, you know, to the one and a half speed or whatever. Right. So it's so it's really impactful, and, and you know, they can do whatever their their moves are, but uh, you get to see it in full speed. Well, in in the rope tricks and stuff like that. that yeah, was, they, I mean, there's a good. lot of cool stuff. If you if you like and see, I, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, of Enter the Dragon and and some of those kung fu movies that mm-hmm. where there's the the fighting. So this to me, I really like this movie for those aspects. Um, very interesting storyline, and, and like Mike said, we're going to go into more of the origins. But you know, I thought it was unique in that they turned from zombies to vampires. Definitely not romantic characters oh, no. at all, no. um, but very deadly monsters. They didn't even seem human anymore no. or anything like that. No. Yeah, ju- yeah, just like you said, they seem like mo- like s- m- like a completely different monster. And it wasn't like when you see on some of them where they start out as monsters, and the more they feed, they turn into nope to people. That's not what they nope. are. They are definitely gross, dark. Monsters with worms, and, and it's 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 pretty grotesque. There's some good uh, right towards the end. There's some good uh, um, horror brutality, um, blood, guts, that type of thing. But yep. uh, actually, you know, it's all right. 
I actually wrote down that this was in the 17th century. Oh, was it? Yeah, let me let me read okay. something. This was the it had some intro text, and I just kind of wrote that down really quick. Uh, it said in the 17th century rural China during the Qing Dynasty, zombies roamed the land, feeding on human flesh, a nasty habit that turned them into vampires. Only a handful of skilled warriors dared to challenge these mystical demons of the night, and this was their story. So you know, I think mm-hmm. you know that's basically it. You know, one thing just to give you a little bit of the plot. They're chasing after this vampire. It opens up. They're chasing after this vampire. They happen upon a wedding. Now, the, they in the, it was the daughter of a very rich man, and uh, basically this what how this I guess I don't know how he got rich originally, but what he did was he actually was some kind of a embalmer or something, except for he would preserve these bodies with wax. In the wedding, some of their customs were the the father and the and the mother of the of the uh, groom would sit behind kind of these drapes a little, you know, see through a little bit right when the wedding was going on and, you know, it was him and his wife. Well, we, we find out that the wife was, well, we know we, we were shown right off, but the bride didn't know. And the, and the bride actually found out later that she'd been dead, but that was her, you know, that was her involved. Those embalmed the wax, the, the bodies that were involved with the wax were creepy. Yeah, they were. The, the eyes and they were gross. The yeah. yeah. It was funny because the, the man of the house, the father there said, sometimes it's great to have a silent wife, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that's pretty, but that was one creepy thing. And there's also another thing that we're get, we we have to get into later is we, there was a part where there was this, I guess he called him a zombie wrangler or something like that, mm-hmm. where these guys wanted to go in and steal this, you know, this rich guy's gold. And how he was going to do that is he was going to create a diversion with all because because this guy had all these you know embalmed preserved bodies at his house just sitting in this room which is freaking weird mm-hmm. and it was it, that was creepy to me I don't know why it seemed just like dirty or I yeah. don't know but anyway so they got these bandits got this um, uh, zombie wrangler to go and he was going to wake them all up and he was going to uh, I guess the plan was is the master of the house was going to have to go and wrangle them all and get them back to the room. Well, that would take some time, so they're going to go steal his, the gold. But that was a freaky part where they're all just bouncing around. Yeah. And uh, and, and actually, that has a lot to do with some of the, uh, with some of the stuff we're going to talk about mm. later. It explains that a little mm. bit better because the first time I saw it, I had no idea. Like, why are these zombies acting like a bunch of fairy? You know, yeah. just bouncing around. I I don't know why, but I found that to be extra creepy. So th- there was some really creepy stuff in this. I just thought that the kung fu got a little old, you know. And the movie was maybe too long. But other yeah, if, I would. I give this uh, a red box on the premise that if you don't mind the long kung fu, the crouching tiger, hidden dragon type artistic dancing, fighting along with mm-hmm. some of the the vampire fighting, then I think you would you would think that this is a decent movie. But yeah. if you in no way, shape, or form want to tolerate that crap. Um, then, then I would stay away. But that's why I, I liked it, so I gave it a red box. You know, I'm not that I'm not that big into what you're talking about, the style of kung fu that you're talking about. But I st- I would still give it a red box just because it was a brand new idea to me. Now mm-hmm. maybe over in China that's that's just how it is. That's normal. But to me, it was it was gross. It was yeah. creepy. There was some you know, and the, some of the fighting was really good. I, it all was good. It just got a little long. Like I said, I'd still give this a red. box. I think it's worth a rent. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Go out, get it, watch it. Uh, there's some new stuff. It's a little corny, but yeah. I mean, I guess I mean, it, it's funny that uh, you seem to like it more than me, but yeah, we both gave it a red box. Yeah, I just, yeah. I mean, that's about where it fits. Yeah. I, I mean, 
I don't, I definitely don't think I'll be watching this one over and over. Yeah, I would. You know? It was good. Yeah. It was good for the one thing. Um, I learned a couple things from this. Uh, reason number 768 why guys should not have braids. Um, a lot of people had braids, and, <laughs> yeah. and a guy actually did what I always wonder why more guys don't do in movies with guys with braids. <laughs> he pulled on it and beat the shit out of somebody. Yep. So <laughs> you, you deserve it if you have a braid. So yep. all those with mustaches that want to beat the shit out of me now, <laughs> if you wear a braid, you should also come after <laughs> well, me. Well, you should see Sam's going to grab those mustaches and beat you up while ripping that out. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and then... Uh, Chinese vampires have bad breath, but we already talked about that. Yeah, it was gross. That's well, how they—that's how they kill them. They don't bite them. They—they they suck on them, and it, it uh, warps their faces. You know, it's cool. Whenever they touch the ground or a tree or something like that, it would like burn mm-hmm. like like acid into mm-hmm. it too. And they floated off the ground, so they weren't. Yeah, the floating moving was weird too. Yeah. That was another thing that kind of freaked yeah. me out. Who was talking about floating people freak them out? Wasn't me. I don't know. Maybe it was. I don't remember, but I remember somebody telling me that. If somebody's floating and they're supposed to be creepy, it creeps them out. I don't well, know. if somebody's floating in real life, yeah, that'd creep me out. But I mean, I'm in movies. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I have six degrees. Uh, Rong Young Yu, who was the master, was in Shanghai Noon with Lucy Liu, who was in Lucky Number 11 with Josh Hartnett, who was in The Faculty with Robert Patrick, who was in From Dust Till Dawn 2 with Bruce Campbell. So From Dust Till Dawn 2 is going to be the theme of Uh-oh. the show. Hey, listen, vampires. I know. Okay. Hey. Let's just get right into our second one okay. here. Uh, Dracula 2000. Okay, is that is that what we were planning on doing yeah. next? Dracula 2000 came out in 2000. 2000. Nice <laughs> trick question. Yeah. Whatever you see, remember your sanity. What you see is real. What the hell does that mean? What are you doing? What must be done. That's Selena. Not Selena. Anything down here moves. Shoot it. You understand? Shoot it in the heart or cut off its head. You understand? We are the undead. The undead. Undead! We know he detests all things Christian. Holy water, the cross, the Bible. And silver. Why silver? It's not uniquely Christian. It has to be something more. Something personal. Wait, you wrote something like that. At my house. Is that Hebrew? Aramaic. Aramaic. It's been a dead language for almost 2,000 years. Believe in me. I'm the way to... to eternity. You know Aramaic? No. But he does. Propaganda. 
right. I'm Mary. Get out of me now! It was directed by Patrick Lucier, and it was written by Joel Soisan and Patrick Lucier. I'm going to go ahead and say Patrick Lucier, just in case he's one of the grievous type of French names, mm-hmm. so, just so I have all my bases covered. Uh, the IMDb... Oh, did I tell you what IMDb gave... Uh, yeah. Yep. Well, it was uh, like a four point four, something. Five, yeah. Uh, anyway, the IMDb gave Dracula 2004.8... The budget was twenty-seven million. Wow! And it actually grossed forty-seven million. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. So it starred Gerard Butler as Dracula, and Gerard Butler, as we all know, King Leonidas, King Leonidas, Testicles. <laughs> G- uh, yeah, uh, Christopher Plummer, you know, Sound of Music cred, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as uh, Matthew Van Helsing. Johnny Lee Miller is Simon Shepard. Justine Waddell is Mary Heller. Colleen Fitzpatrick, or Vitamin C, for uh, those of you into pop music around the turn of the century, as Lucy Westerman, and Jennifer Esposito as Selena. In the millennium version of this classic gothic horror, we find Abraham Van Helsing, who has tangled with Count Dracula in the past. Working is an English antiques dealer, Simon is a vampire hunter in training under his apprenticeship. That's what? wrong. What? Wrong. Whoever wrote this is a dumbass, and uh, that was not it at all. He, Simon just worked for him because he, he thinking he, he col- collected artifacts. antiquities yeah, and, and things like that. This person, you, they get the kick in the balls. Yeah. Whoever wrote this, uh, th- <laughs> you know what? I'm not even going to say that I should read these before because <laughs> I do every gosh dang episode, and I still never do. Anyways, we'll give this one a last chance. But yeah, but basically, Simon f- has to find out the hard way. Uh, the old guy, what's his name, Christopher Plummer, is actually, you know, involved in in high, uh, hunting and and killing vampires. Anyways, Van Helsing and Simon travel from London to New Orleans. To that again is no, kind they, of, they both travel they traveled, traveled there, but, but not together. Yeah, oh my hell! This person kicking the balls, calling the show and dispute your point. I bet you don't because you're scared, bitch. <laughs> or you have a mustache. Or maybe they don't listen to the show. They, they they come to New Orleans and they find out all this shit. That basically, this group of I don't know punk asses with stupid nicknames steal you know uh, rob Christopher Plummer and some of his antiquities. But basically, they find out that, that he's been storing Dracula's body mm-hmm. in, in you know he's got this labyrinth of caves and all sorts of stuff that, and uh, it, all the security he's got like medieval security in this stuff like it's kind of funny but uh, basically these people steal a coffin and in inadvertently awake Dracula while they're flying to what the Cayman Islands or something mm-hmm. but they but they crash land in New Orleans anyhow so what'd you think uh, I thought this was a good show, and this is probably a good time for if we don't want to hear the ending and spoil it. Yeah, that, and that, you probably this wanna, is the one that we're probably... Yeah, this and is And hard. we're probably going to talk about it a little bit later. So if you don't want to be spoiled, you may want to go check this movie out and then turn the episode on, because you're getting plenty of warning right now well, that we're spoiling it. In, in take my word for it, this movie is good, but all the goodness is because of the reveal at the end that if we spoil, it may not be that good. 
Yeah, and I speaking from experience, it's probably true. But at the same time, knowing how what the reveal was going to be, mm-hmm. I could kind of watch some of the right. foreshadowing. So it was pretty mm-hmm. good. They do a pretty good job of, of living up to the vampire lore, mm-hmm. um, classically as we know it, with you know silver and crosses, Christianity stuff, and it's like a mystery of putting together of. For some reason, they go ahead and decide that they need to figure out why this guy is older than Dracula, who he was before. That Van Helsing had really been <laughs> researching vampire, that, yeah. you know, why why he was. Van Helsing had been keeping himself alive through the blood of, of Dracula, using leeches to suck the blood out of the, the corpse. And then he would inject himself because he felt like it was his duty to guard over Dracula. And he inadvertently had been stabbed when they originally caught Dracula, so he had, that's how he had lived for so long right. in the first place. But that blood, he had ended up having a daughter... I don't know who the mother is. She ended up killing herself, but um, having a daughter that had Dracula's blood, and so Dracula was was taking the rest of the movie to try and get his blood back. Basically, basically, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's his blood walking around, and he wants it. So that's where this kind of comes in. I I thought they did a good job setting up the story. I thought the characters were pretty decent. There were a few um, that I thought were stupid. Yeah, most for of the instance, gang. the most gang, the, gang was the gangs. Dumb. What what were there? Some of their. Uh, I, I Nicknames like know. Poor Boy or a Wraith or some just yeah. stupid crap. Is like it just that. me or does did Omar Epps look exactly like uh, what's his name Blade? Yeah, well, yeah, he they look exactly the same, <laughs> like the same dude. What are you saying? I'm not saying anything <laughs> other than they look like the same dude. I don't, I, uh, but it was just kind of some cheesy uh, stuff right before the vampires get killed uh-huh. and, and different things like that. But um, well, and the vampire brides too were just so irritating, over the top sexy. Yeah, it's like you had the Borg. Yeah, and then you had uh, best line of the whole show. She's the, she's a news oh, reporter. Yeah. You get in the sunlight, you get in the scenery, and get in the tits. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh. Well, oh, then she later says, "You ever think you ever fantasize about making it with a TV personality?" Yeah, it's like who well, talks yeah. like that. Who well, freaking talks like well, that? I think she just thinks that she's a little more special than she is. For that being... chick is ugly. I'm going to be the first I... one to say it. I think she is so skeletal that I just am like, listen, you look just like Gollum. I can't believe that you even think you're hot. And I've heard people say she's so freaking. You don't hot. find you don't find Smeagol attractive. <laughs> no, no, dude. You know what's funny is what? my father-in-law loves her for being oh. seven of nine in some Star Trek thing. Yeah, exactly. It's just stupid. I, I don't know. I don't know. People anyway. are gonna kick my ass all over for stuff I've said, but <laughs> I will stand by that. So, I I too like this show. I will tell you though that. There's a lot of stuff like, okay, there's a couple of things that really irritated me about it. I'm going to get all the stuff that irritated me. Well, I'm a, I have uh, a couple after you. Okay. okay. But that, because I want to get those out of the way, and then I want to talk a little bit about why I liked it. <laughs> the first reason is, okay, so basically, we say they crashed in Louisiana. Mardi Gras happens to be going on. And so Dracula shows up, and he's walking around uh, Mardi Gras, noticing all the debauchery and the hedonism and all this other Which stuff. Which there wasn't much going on. Well, but... but but then he sees this music video of uh, oh, what's that band? Uh, but uh, I'll, I'll put one of their songs on uh, this episode. So, uh, anyways, but but he's like, oh, and this video is just showing all these like go-go dancers and in S and M stuff, and he's like, brilliant. And it's like you know they spent a lot of time showing us that Dracula is proud of how evil we are. Like maybe a little too much time. Maybe I just I I got a little irritated of it because. Yeah, we got the point the first time, but they they tried to make it like two more times. The second part, the kind of I don't want to get I don't want to get pissed off, but I did not like the character of Mary. I think she was too dramatic. I think she was, and 
I don't know. She just seemed like such high maintenance that just watching her in the show was making me go, Ugh, I do not want to know this girl. Well, she had a Ripley haircut, which, first of all, that she really did. pissed me off. But then, yeah, she was she was kind of a psychotic. No. Like the first time you meet her, she's had this dream of Dracula, like right. on the airplane. Well, because so. they they have this they have this connection because they're blood. That's true. Actually, that's I, a good point. But yeah. still, I, I agree with you one hundred percent. Now, there were a couple things for me that that bothered me uh-huh. about this movie. One of them, as I'm watching this and trying to figure, you know, I'm d- d- thinking about why. You know, what's working on Dracula, what's not, things like that. Well, Omar Epps gets shot by Silver, and he holds it in his hand, yeah. and he starts burning. Well, this dumbass has silver earrings, and they're not doing anything to him. <laughs> Those are fake So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the hell was going on with that. So that was a little, well, that kind of bothered you me. You know, and that reminds me of a point, too, mm-hmm. is that in, the be- in an earlier scene, uh, Simon holds up a cross and says, you know, and then what's his name, Blade says... Uh, Oh, I'm an atheist. I don't believe yeah. in that. And then Simon said, well, God loves you anyway. And then, you know, stabs him in the eyeball with it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's fine. I mean, that was a great line, and that's funny, whatever. But, okay, so that Christian symbol didn't, you know, it didn't bother him. But the silver did. Now, silver inherently is not a Christian symbol. Right. But if we all, you know, because of the reveal at the end, the silver does become a Christian symbol, and but that hurts him. Why? Why did? Why is that inconsistent? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so the other thing that really bothered me about the movie was, and I just started doing what you said that Bill Nighy does, where he goes. <laughs> I started doing that right towards the end. Um, I don't like movies that have to spell out and repeat parts that I think I don't get. I have that I here. I'm so tired of that. I have you that know, here. Let me read this. Okay. The audiences, the audience are dumbasses. Moment. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. I listened to Stephen Thompson's uh, his his podcast, and he was talking about how with parodies and with, with satires, we don't have any good ones anymore because you just it's they're putting out a product, and you have little teenagers going to shove their tongues down each other's throat. They're not caring what's on the screen. Right. Listen, I'm tired of that shit. They did this twice that I saw. I understand that the rope broke. I understand right. that. I know that she really didn't bite Simon. Right. I know that. I right. don't need you to go rehash that for me, you know, 30 seconds after that goes on. It's right. like, oh, you know, we have all this stuff stored up for you, and if you don't follow right along, you're not going to get it. No, make me watch the damn movie twice. Right. Make me, those are the ones that I like. Yep. Don't think that I am an idiot I and insult my agree. intelligence. And now, now if, you, if you haven't seen this and you care to not have this spoiled, before now's the real time because we're going to talk about the the end, the ending of it. Basically, it turns out. Now, are you are you still there? Because I'm not kidding. <laughs> if you don't want this movie, I'm going to waste this movie. Okay, <laughs> you should fast forward till you hear some music. Okay, and then come back to it. But basically, we find out that Dracula didn't start in the 15th century. He was actually Judas Iscariot, and that's how we know... Shit, you're going to give that away? Well, I'm just I told I'm everybody! Just... <laughs> anyway, so that's how, we, that's how we learned that because of the 30 pieces of silver that he was paid to sell Christ out, that's why, that's why silver is irritating to vampires. You know, and, all the, and, and we realize why all these Christian symbolism, all, all the symbolic Christian items uh, hurt vampires, including the breakaway Bible. They, they open up this Bible, the pages come flying out. And yeah, that part was stupid, too. But I will admit that the story behind it, that he, that he was Judas, and that he, you know, this is why he is, and, and God forsook him and would not accept him and, you know, and, and cursed him to walk 
in the darkness forever. I think that's a great. I think that's a great story. You know, I, I do too. I, I it think fits really it well. It does, and, and they did a good job of not giving that away until. And what happens is, is Mary and Dracula are there. They're talking, and Dracula bites Mary. And then all of a sudden, all these memory transference is coming through. And this is where what you're talking about, where, okay, it, it's showing, okay, it's showing, I, I, maybe, maybe this is what in their minds, let's show a scene with a lot of biblical time people sitting around one guy, and he's, and there's one guy that looks a little creepy. No, okay, if, and if they don't get that, that he's Judas, and this is the Last Supper from that, okay, that's fine. Um, then we're going to show... The the a little bit of the crucifixion, I you know, but if they don't know that's Jesus, okay, we'll we'll make sure that they know in the end. And then he's get we're gonna show a guy hanging himself, you know, and and, and by the way, this guy who hung himself kissed uh, Christ at the at the you know whatever to yeah to whatever, betray him betray him betray yeah. him. So if as if that all that stuff was not obvious enough, when it's done, Mary looks up, a Judas Iscariot. And like, like looks up, like it's like, oh my freaking yeah. hell! Shut up! Yeah. We know you just made me feel like a dumbass, so I hate you. Yep. But this, but unfortunately, the reveal is so good, and that's what's disappointing. And that's about what pisses it. me yeah. off about her saying that is yep. that the scene is great. They did a great job going back, and you know, I remember the first time watching that scene, going, "Oh my gosh, yeah, that is heavy, man. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, and but but and it didn't really bother me the first time that she said that." Because I was still kind of in awe, but as I was watching it this time, I'm like, "Oh, freaking shit!" Yeah. Well, like they have to bounce back and forth. She she figures out how she's going to kill him, which is wrap a cable around his neck. Right. So they have to bounce back to show that the Judas hung himself again, right? And right. and the wrapped around his neck, and so then she wrapped around his neck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Come on. You know, they could have done that so much better. Well, okay. And so we talked about all this shit. The good thing is, is Gerard Butler makes a kick-ass Dracula. Awesome. He's an awesome Dracula. There's one scene in particular that I love. When he walks into the Virgin Records store, and there's all these girls checking him out. Stuff. I mean, if that didn't happen to me every time I walked in anywhere, that probably might have had a little bit more of an impact. But that was a cool scene. <laughs> <laughs> there was the worst double take of all time. When Vitamin C is coming down the escalator, she, she sees him and goes, ah, and then like pretends not to notice him again. After all that we've said and done, the reveal was great, and hopefully nobody who hasn't seen the reveal isn't listening right now because we just screwed you. Well, and you know what? I knew from reading the boards, and Mike had said getting ready for this, hey, yeah, we're going to do Vampire Origins. There's actually one about Judas Iscariot. Uh-huh. So I, I knew going in that that's what was going to happen, and it was still a decent movie. Was it? I mean, it was, still, it was still good. I just I watched for the foreshadowing, uh-huh. and, and it, it ended up being all right. You know, I would give this a buy. I would give it a buy, too. I would, I would give it a low buy, high red box, just because, and this was actually produced by Wes Craven. All, all that's been, all that we've said, and I know we spent more time on the negative than the positive, but after all that we've said, the one thing that really kind of torques me is that if you look at the like the, the disc cover, they like make try to make it look like Scream's cover. Hi, handsome people going back, you know, all sorts of faces. If you if you look on, the, I actually have the poster up, and I like I like the movie so much that I got the poster, you know, and they're and they're just trying to make it maybe worried a little too much about being hip. And cool, especially, you know, at that time when, what, what, uh, Scream came out in, what, 95? But for a long time, I, something like that, I don't, I don't remember exactly, but for a long time, people were still, I mean, you see, like, horror slasher films from that time, you see a lot of, like, movie covers with good-looking people on the front, just, like, lined up, is there, you know, 
basically copying the screen cover. Anyway, I, I would I'd give it a low buy, maybe a red box to buy. Yeah, I, w- I would have to get this at a bargain in order to buy it, but it, but still, I thought it was good enough that that I would give it a buy. No. So what did I learn? Don't pry leeches off of dead bodies. Don't don't do that. There's no reason to do it. It's, you're just stupid if you do and, and it. If you, and if you do it, don't freaking aim the crowbar that you're using to pry it off yeah. back at your eyeball. Just retarded. Um, and then vampires allergic to silver bullets but not silver earrings. I already said that. Yep. So then I have – there was one mammary count. It was vitamin C. It for, was, for it was vitamin second. C. Yep. She had nothing. So split second there. Um <laughs> Did we really need that comment? All I saw were the two jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I didn't see, I didn't see anything. Oh, yeah, that's uh, funny. Probably melted away by the silver. Anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah. Six Degrees, Gerard Butler was in Tomb Raider Cradle of Life with Angelina Jolie. By the was, way, I like that dude. No, I do no, too. You, I think he's, I, you know, I didn't even like 300 very much. And I thought but, I was pretty good, but when I recognized who he was, yeah, he was cool. I like that guy. Yeah, I, like, I, I would like watch. That. I would go follow movies that he's in. I would too. He's so cool. he, he's really he that. Was, you know, there's one other guy that I have a man crush on like uh, that, and that is uh, Johnny uh, Depp. No, gosh damn it, uh, he's got the weird name. He was in Constantine. What is uh, Shia LaBeouf? What I like that guy. You do? I like the stuff that he's in. I like how he acts. Dude, are Anyways, you serious? Yeah. He's yeah. in Holes. I know. He's uh, in Disney Channel. I like that show. I like holes. Everybody, I want to make sure everybody calls in and gets pissed off at San Francisco. That, that's Listen, crossing I, right there. I owe the audience to be honest. Anyways, okay. So Angelina Jolie was in Gone in 60 Seconds with Nicolas Cage, who was in Face Off with John Travolta, who was in Pulp Fiction with Dwayne Whitaker, who was in From Dust Till Dawn to... Who's Dwayne Whitaker? I don't know. He played a little part. Sweet I action. don't even know. All right, so we're going to play some music so that those who are fast-forwarding... Well, are we going to talk more about that Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that okay. after, about, right. about the thing itself. But we're going to play some music so we can welcome back the listeners who, who hopped off there for a sec. Hello. Testing. <sighs> okay, so this is Miss Bren, and I just got back. You would think, well... All right, so I was out. I had to get supplies, and... I came back, and I don't know where Brother D is. He's gone, and I don't know where to look for him. I just wish I would have watched some more of the zombie movies that he had told me to watch, because maybe then I would know, maybe he's someplace, if anybody has any idea where he is, or any suggestions. Just let me know. MailOrderZombie.com Please.
are back for our final film of the day, but then we'll take a little while to talk about some of these vampire origin stories. Uh, the last film that we chose for this week is called The Dark, the Dark Prince, The True Story of Dracula. What is it, my dear? You look like you need a drink of water. The sculpture is made of gold. Yes. Why does that astonish you? And no one has tried to steal it? No. It belongs to all of us. He brought peace and the sword. They say he's a messiah. The messiah? Yes. His coming was foretold by the priests. In the moment of his birth, the virgin wept bloody tears. And perhaps he's a devil. No, no. He's neither god nor devil. He's certainly more than a man. His wine cellar is stuck with the blood of his enemies. Have you never heard of blood and paler? You must be a stranger to Romania. Yes, I am. It's actually a made-for-TV film. came out in 2000. Mm. Uh, it was directed by Dave Chappelle. <laughs> I already tried that joke with Sam earlier. He thought it was stupid. <laughs> F you. By Joe Chappelle. Uh, written by Thomas Baum. Uh, IMDb gave it a 5.9. It was starring Rudolph. It starred uh, Rudolph Martin as Vlad Tepish. Uh, Jane March as Lydia. Christopher Brand as Bruno. Peter Weller as Father Stefan. Roger Daltrey as King Janos and Michael Sutton as Radu. Dark Prince, the true story of Dracula, tells the story of Vlad Draculia, the historical victor who, uh, figure sorry, who gave Bram Stoker's Dracula his name. Vlad is a dispossessed mobile, noble, gosh dang, I can't read, and a patriot who fights the occupation forces of the Turks. The king of Hungary, who is Roger Daltrey, becomes Vlad's ally, and with his support, Vlad and his men attack the occupying Turks in turncoat Romanian boyers and seize the throne of Wallachia. I should have read this again. Damn it. Uh, Lydia, his uh, Vlad Dracula's wife, discovers that Vlad does 
to the what Vlad does to the bodies of his enemies, and she is horrified. When Lydia has a child, Vlad takes control of the boy and banishes her to a nunnery. Then Vlad's brother Radu arrives at the head of a large Turkish innovation I- I- invasion force. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I cannot read. But anyway, so what did you think? You know, this was this was of of all of them the most informative for me, just to learn a little bit more about the history. And I liked how they validated that after the movie was over by by having the little words that come up and tell right. you what was going on mm-hmm. back home. It's like what ended up happening. Um, you know, the, the guy that played what's his name Rudolph, uh, Rudolph Martin. Martin. Mm-hmm. He did a very good job. He did as Dracula. You know, it's funny you say that because he actually played Dracula in. Uh, Buffy season five episode one where Buffy meets Count I'm, Dracula. I'm counting down to that man. It's awesome. I love that show. That's one of the. That's a really funny episode too. That's good. Anyway, um, so I liked that part of it. Um, I liked the storyline. Um, you know, you actually find yourself, even though I know what's going to happen, right. supposedly that he's going to turn into Count Dracula. Uh-huh. That uh, I, I was rooting for him. Well, me same here. I mean, it, 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 I mean, I don't think it makes him a. Very, I mean, it's not like you feel sorry for him and you start, you know, agreeing with his tactics and things like that. But you read, well, <laughs> I, I did. But the thing, like, he sat down after he impaled people uh-huh. and and dipped bread into their blood. Yep. I'm like, you're damn right. If I found out you killed my family, uh-huh. you're damn right. I'm going to do that, and I'm going to sit my little table down here, and I'm going to drink your blood while I'm enjoying my bread, and I'm uh, going to watch you impale and die. Uh, hopefully, they don't have hepatitis. <laughs> no, that's but true. but they made they didn't have hepatitis back then. I'd run it through some bleach. No, <laughs> anyway, I'm sure that this is what the the filmmakers were going for. But this kind of made him into a person. I mean, it's like in, um, for instance, in Bram Stoker's Dracula. You know, when it's going over the story of how he became what he was, it was just so it was you know a little cartoonish. He had talked a little bit about you know what happened, and he just it didn't really it didn't really seem that. I don't know, practical, I guess. Well, and then but this made this made okay. Well, here he is. You know, it shows his humble starting. His dad was a Romanian noble, and he was trying to overcome the the, the invading Turks. You know, and he's trying to get all these nobles together to you know to fight back their land, just like William Wallace again, mm-hmm. trying to get rid of the Brits out of Scotland. And I know we have a couple of Brits, but uh, after wa- uh, listeners, but I, I was going to say, but after watching, um, what was that show's name? William Wallace. Braveheart. Braveheart, you guys are assholes. <laughs> I'm just teasing. <laughs> well, you ought to take a hint when so many countries are kicking your ass and out of their country. Yep. Yeah, no, I'm just <laughs> They're going to kill us. I know. But the thing is, is it kind of made, it, it, it definitely did, it, it definitely showed up from his point of view. And, I mean, obviously it's easy to feel sympathy as, as long as you're only getting their side of the story, really. Well, but I think they did it in such a way that even when the wife was disagreeing with his tactics, I'm like, no, shut up. Yeah. I No, you're wrong. Yeah, he I is agree. exactly right on. You're the bad person here. Right. Well, she, but, okay, but here's here's the problem, though. Women, or excuse me, as his, oh, yeah, okay, as his wife, though, okay, so so basically there's a scene, well, let, let, let me go a little bit into the story real quick and then get to the scene. The Turks kill his father when when he and his brother are very young. They are transported to the Turkish Sultan's camp. The basically, his brother becomes the Sultan's love slave, and he goes to prison and then escapes. So I can't remember exactly what happens, but so anyway, he goes back to Hungary and he's talking to Roger Daltrey, who is the king of Hungary, and says, "Listen, you know, we I want to get my country back. We, you know, we need to do this." Finds out that all the nobles of Romania are basically selling Romania out. 
and saying, you know what, we're, you know, we don't care. We're not really free, but man, are we rich? So this kicks ass. And Dracula didn't want anything to do with it, you know. So he comes out. He finds out that these nobles killed his father because his father wanted to, you know, start the rebellion. Stop paying taxes. Stop, right. Stop paying taxes and, and basically start a rebellion. So there's this one part where Vlad is basically back in as the prince of Romania. And he has all the nobles over, you know, under the guise of, hey, listen, we're, we're back. We're going we're gonna to have some fun. We're going to kick some ass, whatever. But what ends up happening is he gets them all in one spot. And he just has his people kick the shit out of them and kill them all. Mm-hmm. And one of, those, one of those nobles happens to be his wife's father. Who incidentally didn't get killed, right? But I mean, I, I can see where she's coming from. Where God, that's a little extreme. I'm with you, you know. I, I'm with you. I mean, politics is one thing, and but I mean, just think if your wife, if you were out there, and and I think that if my wife found out I was killing people, even if it was a, for a good reason, I don't know. I think she would have a problem with it. Well, she would have a problem with it, but you know, this this guy made up an oath to God that's true. for three things. To avenge his father's death, mm-hmm. to free his brother from the Turks, mm-hmm. and to get to liberate Romania. Yep. And and he he that's he all saw he did. that as a first that's step. All You're right. He did for the rest of the movie, and he held true to all three of those. But not to start up a, a political debate. What about the the uh, the Muslim now? You know, they have made an oath to God to kill, to 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 take down the infidel, and they're pretty freaking crazy about it. Yeah, but I, I I think it's a little bit different. He wasn't going out and and finding other nations to attack. He no, wanted to. It's liberate. not other nation. It was it's Christians. It's it's the only reason that you're right. It's a nation is because mm-hmm. they see they see us as the as the the big evil, you know, right. the big bad guy. And so to them, you yeah, know, it's the same thing. That that's a great point. I hadn't thought of it. That well, way. I, and I don't I don't mean but to, but but at the same time, I'm with you. I mean, yeah. I'm not trying to right. say oh. We got to look at it from all great. sides. We got to look at it from all no, sides. But all I'm saying is this: is it? I mean, let's just put it this way: it was pretty extreme. And one of Dracula's big things is uh, there's also a scene where the, his wife sneaks out into just like the city, and there's a lady there who offers her a drink of water and gives her a glass of water in uh, this golden chalice. You know, and and the wife's like, "What? This is gold!" And it's just it, and basically the, it was the the chalice was there is a community thing to, to take a drink from the spring or whatever. She's like, no one's stolen it. You know, and every, and, and uh, the lady there was like, no, I don't know if you've heard, but there's a guy named Vlad Draculia. Who's who I keep saying it like that. I'm such a dumb idiot, <laughs> but uh, the, he's, he's brought peace to us, you know, whatever, but that it wasn't peace at all. It was fear, you know, right. and that was his biggest thing is he ruled on fear. He would impale basically anybody who broke the law mm-hmm. and he ruled with fear you know, to so that people wouldn't steal this type of stuff. You know, in in whereas you think about, yeah, he united. You know, he he's he's his his land is in peace, but how did he, I mean? At what cost? Well, and that's true. I mean, it's not. He is definitely not a perfect guy. By the way, I think he kicks ass. He's freaking Dracula. Hey, listen, I have one. I of don't the thing, care. One of the things that I learned was uh-huh. Vlad for freaking president, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's you know because I I'm I'm of I'm the type of guy that when I go to the airport and they have to screen me. Mm-hmm. More great, 
Do it. Check well, you're all a little, of my shit. You're a little bit of an exhibitionist, too. Well, that's true. <laughs> hey, strip me down right here, and, I, and I'll do it. No, but I, I'm one of those. I don't have a problem with that because I have nothing to hide. Right. So for me, I'm, I, 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 but, know, I submit to the rule but of law. But that's fine. I like but all that once stuff. your freedom starts getting taken away, that's where it is. Once you start giving up li- – I mean, I won't get into politics yet. But once you get like a little bit of freedom, a little bit of freedom gets taken away, You know, how soon is it before ir- like annoying freedoms start getting taken away? Freedoms that you take for granted. Yeah. It, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a fine line, and that's why I'm not a politician, because that would be difficult to do. Right. First of all, <coughs> the movie was awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I really liked this movie, even though it wasn't made for TV. Some of the computer CGI was kind of stupid. Right. But, but there was so little of it that it was, it was forgettable. Um, wasn't overly bloody either. No, it, it, there was some blood parts. There yeah. were people getting impaled here and there, but but I mean, but you I, only saw the tail end of that. So true, it wasn't well. And I don't know what channel it was made for. Yeah. If it, but I, all I know is it was made for TV. Maybe I should have done a little more research to find out exactly wh- when and where they aired it. Uh, they did air it on Halloween of uh, two thousand, so mm. I, I did know that. But I don't know, you know, what channel. I mean, it was this on like the network or whatever. Mm-hmm. Either way. Um, I mean, this is, it was very informative. It, it, I mean, I don't know how accurate it was, but it really kind of gave you the idea of how things were back, were back then, and, uh, you know, what, what type of person, it, it kind of, I felt like I have some insight into what type of person he was when he was alive. And like I said, I could be being fed the biggest pile of bullshit, but it seemed believable to me. No, and I think that, that along with that, if there was a historical figure like that that was so committed to justice like that... Yeah. And he actually impaled people and yeah. Vlad the Impaler. The, you know that legends would be started about this oh, guy. Oh, yeah. And even, you know, you, were, you talked about how at the very end of the movie, little, you know, phrases were on the screen. And one of them is saying that even after all this that happened, Vlad is seen, to, is seen by some to this day as one of the greatest you know, free, uh, heroes of Romania mm-hmm. of all time. And they're waiting for him to come back. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, where in, in there's one part of the movie that we haven't even touched on where the, the religious part of it, where, you know, we talk about Peter Weller being an, uh, a Greek Orthodox priest or, mm-hmm. or, or <clears throat> somewhere in, the, in there. And he basically was an advisor to Vlad. And uh, I mean, we, I don't want to give any too much away, but there, there's this whole subplot of you know, while you have to be political, politically correct here, well, not politically correct as we think it, but well, you have to, well, you have to walk a fine line over here. You also have to walk a fine line as far as uh, the church is concerned, because if you get kicked out of this church, then you're no longer the prince of Romania. That's right. And you need to make us happy coming from the Greek Orthodox Church. And it ends up that uh, he ends up going to prison for a while, and when he comes out, he goes back to. Uh, uh, they find out that he was actually wrongly imprisoned and he comes back to it and he actually uh is one of the uh conditions to his freedom and getting a bunch of money from roger daltrey again that he has to marry his daughter but the problem is that she's roman catholic and if 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 they get married he has to he has to convert and then the greek orthodox church will get pissed off and blah blah blah. there's a lot of stuff going on basically they excommunicate him Mm -hmm. and to him he doesn't give a shit you know he doesn't care but it turns out that that's one of the reasons why he is uh, turns into a vampire. And by the way, again, we're going to spoil this. You know, the thing is that this isn't like like Sam said. This isn't that big of a movie that can be spoiled because you know it show it, it talks about his life during the thing, dur- you know, about what happened during his life. It you know we all know that he's you know that the legend he's going to turn out to be you know a vampire and, yeah. and whatever. 
But I don't I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. I forgot. I lost well, it it shows it shows that he's going to go be the vampire, but it doesn't get it. That's not the main point. Oh, oh no, I remember what I was saying. I was saying basically that it doesn't ruin the movie to know right. that he's going to do that. Right. I mean, it was very interesting all the way through. You know, the acting was great. Like mm-hmm. I said, the CGI wasn't the best. Uh, again, it was almost like a Braveheart. Some parts were just like a like he was Dracula was the evil Braveheart mm-hmm. for Romania. Yeah, you know, except for yeah. he wasn't evil till after. I guess you could debate it. I'm not going to call him evil. I'm going to call him consistent. Consistent. There you go. <laughs> Consistently evil. No, not really. <laughs> I don't know. I I really like this. I you know I give it a buy, and it's it's a funny thing that this was a made for TV film. Yeah. I think the acting, all the acting was great. Right. You know, there was there were a lot of uh, even the wife. Do you, do you know where I saw the wife? The whole time I was watching this, I'm like, where have I seen that wife? She looks kind of like Alyssa Milano. A little well, bit. she was in this movie called Color of Night. Which is kind of like a soft. Is that her? Yeah, with, with Bruce Willis. Yeah, where you see his ding dong. That's her. Yeah, where she's playing the brother. <laughs> what the? <laughs> that is amazing. Yes. So that is where I have seen her. Yep. Wow, that's crazy. It wasn't full of scares. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, there was a cool part at the end. It actually shows him being undead, having come back, and having well, he'd already otherworldly power. He'd already done stuff. that once. What? Come back to life. True. So, you know, yeah. they played that theme throughout. Anyways, I give this a buy as well, um, you know, for the fact that it's such a good historical view on what Dracula is. Yeah, I mean, whether – I don't you know if it's true or it. not. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I like to think it is, you know. But yeah. you, know, you know what's funny is, is uh, in comparing this to uh, the story of, of uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula – and now I'm not talking about the book. I'm talking about – the 1990, I think it was 1992 with Canoe Reeves. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, you know, it goes over his story and where, where his story is more of a lost romance, you know, in, in that one. Oh, she killed herself and then I came back because somebody told her that I was dead. And, uh, you know, I came back and then I found out that she'd killed herself. So blah, blah, blah. And that was like very romantic. The same thing kind of happened here, but not really in that order. <laughs> But this was more of a history, more of his love for his country, more than his love for his wife, mm-hmm. because because he does he goes out in, in in a battle. Everyone thinks he's dead, you know. He gets whacked. He, yeah, he gets whacked in the head. Yep. Basically, you know, word gets back to his wife that he's dead. She doesn't go kill herself though, you know. In fact, he gets all the way back. He he comes back a little while later. Apparently, he was in a coma or something, or maybe he was walking the the realm of the underworld and came back. Who knows? We don't mm-hmm. know. But uh, it doesn't go into that. So he comes back and she's like, no, you're dead. You're a ghost. You know, it ends up, I think it was because, I can't remember exactly the reason why she jumped off the side of the, the castle. Do you remember exactly what it was? It was something about it. Maybe her kid that, that his, his Dracula forbade his kid to talk to her anymore for oh, no. a while. No, 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 what no. Was it? no, it's just that she went out there and she thought that he was evil. Oh, okay. Um, that, that he was evil, and he said, no, walk with me, and he put his hand out. Uh-huh. And she says, I can't walk to you because she didn't want to be evil, and so she ended up, she figured that she's got to kill herself. Oh, in Bram Stoker's, he was all bent up about that. In this one, he was like, eh, I got shit to do. So he went out and, you know, finished his stuff, and he then he went to prison and marries the daughter. You know, so it was a little bit different. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just a love story that uh, no. this was, but anyhow. And, and he didn't look like he had a butt on his head either. <laughs> Which I, you know, he had the long hair, but he didn't look like he was sporting an ass. You know, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, this guy plays a great Dracula. Yeah. I mean, that, this is, I think it was this was made for him. Between that and the Buffy episode, it, you know, it <laughs> solidified his uh, 
his part there. Anyway. Somebody mentioned something about Buffy the Vampire Slayer earlier. I, I am enjoying that immensely. Oh, good. So, you know what? Twilight, <laughs> Buffy, doesn't matter. I, I'm all about everything. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So, a couple things I learned. Vlad freaking president, and it's polite to take your hat off in the castle. Oh, yes. <laughs> or else, in fact, it's, it, it's advised. Yeah, you need to do that. <laughs> Um, Six Degrees, Rudolph Martin, who played Dracula, was in Swordfish with John Travolta. Yep, he was. Who was in Face Off with Nicolas Cage. Face Off. Who I used in the last Six Degrees. <laughs> who was in Con Air with Danny Trejo, who was in Dust Till Dawn. Johnny 23? Yeah. You know, we still call that guy Johnny 23. What? No, Johnny 23. What's that from? Con Air. Oh, jeez, I haven't seen that show forever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, about to make a Johnny 24. All right, that was a, <laughs> that was a terrible, uh, I'm going to start calling him Machete. No, I was just looking to see how much time we well, have. Well, we're, we're right now at recording at 118, but we still haven't put in any of the voicemails or any music or anything like that. All right. So we, let's, let's take another quick break, and then let's go over quickly some of these other things. Okay. I mentioned earlier how we were going to talk a little bit about the zombies and the vampires in uh, the, the Vampire Hunters, the first one we talked about. Well, as I was looking for this, and I found this to be very intriguing because, it's, you know, like I was saying, it's something completely different. And it's like I was wondering, you know, why the zombies bounced around and, you know, why, why the vampires were the way they were. And we talk, uh, let me read a little something. Um, <clears throat> basically, they call them Jiang Shi. J-I-A-N-G-S-H-I, basically are reanimated corpses that hop around killing living creatures to absorb life life essence from their victims. They are said to be created when a person's soul fails to leave the deceased body due to an improper death, suicide, or just wanting to, uh, you know, cause trouble. And basically the looks of these things can be anywhere from, you know, if they're newly dead, they, they, you know, they're not that grotesque, but they can look... You know, as, as bad as probably what, you know, what we were shown in uh, the Vampire Hunters. I just read, yeah, they bounce around. But that, you know, that doesn't give any explanation. But apparently, and this is real, apparently. Uh, let me just read this part, too. A supposed source of the Jiangxi stories came from the folk practice of traveling a corpse over a thousand li. 
which is a uh, unit of measurement, which I guess is about 500 meters, uh, where traveling companions or family members who could not afford wagons or had very little money would hire a Taoist, a Taoist priest to transport corpses of their friends, family members who died far away from their home over long distances, uh, teaching them to hop on their own feet back to their hometown for proper burial. I guess what it was, and, and we saw a little bit of this too, is that uh, uh, a lot of these Chinese people who were poor, who couldn't afford wagons like that, would have to go, would have to travel long distances for work. You know, when one of them would die, they basically, just like in the show, would bring up these zombie wranglers, I guess, teach the teach these zombies how to jump, bounce, and that was just their way of uh, of traveling, which is kind of weird, I guess. What I call them, the zombie wranglers would use bells and things like that to let them know where to go, and basically sheep herd them back to where they were going. But it turns out that the reason they bounce is because they would always travel at night. And instead of just wrangling these, these zombies, what they think, where they think it's from is they would, put them, they would put these dead bodies on these big, long bamboo sticks. You know? And as they were walking, you know, the weight, of the, the, weight of, the, of the body in the middle of this bamboo stick would be bouncing up and down. And they would only do it at night because you know, I'm sure that people didn't want to you know, see bodies carried through their towns or whatever in the middle of the day. As far as that's concerned, that that's kind of where that started up. Well, and that's yeah, and and so what you have is you have people that are trying to explain weird things that they uh-huh. see. Yeah, and and, yeah. and it's the same. When I was doing a little bit of research, you know, found that the where people talked about bodies being drained by Dracula mm-hmm. is to explain how bodies degrade. That's that's the explanation. Like when you know, if you bury a body, obviously you're not watching that. Uh-huh. But when a body is not buried, they used to talk about night walkers that would go around and they would suck the blood out of these dead people. And that's why you would see them sunken, and they would, you know the blood would pool in the bottom of their bodies, so they'd have giant bruises on whatever side they're laying on. And so I think that that's how that they were explaining this this breakdown of the human body once it was dead. There was, and we talked a little bit about the Judas. Mm-hmm. Theory and we and obviously we we know about uh, uh, we talked about Vlad the Impaler mm-hmm. and and his story but there's one that I found that and we'll only talk about one more but there's one more that I found that was that was pretty interesting to me that is is have you ever heard of Lilith no okay well apparently um, in some old Hebrew texts uh, Eve was not Adam's first wife and apparently what how how the story goes is that um, God made Adam and Lilith from basically the same materials. I guess they just started their life normally, whatever. But then all of a sudden, Lilith decided that uh, she was tired of being on the bottom during sexual intercourse, which basically means uh, maybe, and I'm not sure if that if literally that's what they meant by that, or if they meant that she didn't like to be subservient or you know, kind of the lesser being to Adam. And her her thing was to say, listen, we were made from the same stuff. Why why is Adam you know, why is Adam the dominant, whatever. But so she was basically banished out of the Garden of Eden and uh, was told to that she had to leave. And the, the story goes that she went to, I think it was a Red Sea or another, you know, place in, in that region. And uh, she would go around and eventually as, you know, as, as the, the earth became populated, she would go around and kill babies. You know, and, and kill them, suck on their, you know, suck their blood and whatever. And that was actually uh, going along with what you were saying. A way to explain something that's unexplained is this is Sid's was uh, was mm. explained, saying, "Oh, it's Lilith, you know, coming mm. whatever." 
So let me read this one little part. In one ancient version of the legend, Lilith left Eden and began birthing her own children. God sent three angels to bring her back, and when she refused, they promised they would kill 100 of her children every day until she returned. By the way, I have three kids, and they're a pain in the ass. I don't know how she did that many. That is one (laughs) giant floppy vagina. Yeah, no doubt. So Lilith... Let's see. Okay, so she she got pissed off, and Lilith vowed to destroy human children. She's often described as a winged demoness with sharp talons who came at night primarily to steal infants, fetuses, uh, infants and fetuses. The Jews assimilated the figure into their tradition, but um, there's also more that goes on with that because she was basically as you know, much like Judas was, uh, basically told that she needed to. Uh, walk the earth and that's your and that's your punishment and one real quick thing i know that we're we gotta end here one quick thing too is that uh do you remember C- the cain you know the story of cain yeah who yeah. killed his brother and right. was banished and you know people think that, that he's bigfoot and stuff mm-hmm. well basically um one legend is that cain came out and found lilith and they started having babies and those babies would have to feed off be- since they were basically you know, uh, cursed to you know to walk through. They would, uh, the baby, the, their kids would go out, and, and they were the vampires, hmm. sucking out human essence, you know, human blood and whatnot. But anyway, that's basically the 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 a real quick version. We have a couple of other things here, but maybe we'll save them for a different episode. No, that's some good stuff, man. Yeah, that's really interesting stuff. I haven't even heard no any of those. So yeah, I, w- I really the- wish we could have gone deeper into it. Uh, and the reason is is twofold because we I didn't really have enough time this weekend to really get in and and read over some of the stuff as much as I would have liked to, you know, and go into it as deep as we can. Plus the time the time limit that we've got here. Well, I think that what we ought to do is if if anyone else has any interesting ideas or or I don't know about ideas, but well, but things that they find out of where Dracula and vampires have come from, either post them on the forums or give us a call. Yeah, send in a, send in a voicemail because not everybody's on the forums and I, and this stuff is really interesting to me and I think it's going to be interesting to people who listen to the show but that maybe aren't on the forums. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if you have anything to add to the things that we talked about this week, which I know there is because we gleamed over them basically, mm-hmm. uh, send them in. And God, I mean, I know it was a little clumsy how we just kind of hurried over it. But uh, if you guys shoot us in a voicemail, let us know other interesting facts. I would do a couple of websites. Uh, there was one called Darkness Embrace, and I felt a little dirty for going there. Oh, really? <laughs> I thought it was like some kind of vamp porn type thing. Who knows? It, oh, it, it was. wasn't. But, uh, no, I just wanted to cite some of the sources that I, that I was reading for this, darknessembrace.com. Hmm. But, uh, anyway, that's, uh, I guess that's all we've got for now. Yeah, and we'll, uh, we, we've still got to decide what we're going to do for next week. But uh, Yeah, we'll post it. Yeah, we'll post we, it. We've gotten a lot of great ideas lately. Yeah. Maybe what we should do is, uh, uh, if, if anybody else has any movies that will make Sam not be a noob, but we'll, do a, <laughs> we'll do a poppin' Sam's Cherry uh, episode, so he can become not a noob anymore. That was really gross. I apologize. But uh, we'll go ahead and put in a death scene right here. Now you've seen how bad things can get and how quick they can get that way. Well, they can get a whole lot worse. So we're not going to fight anymore. We're going to pull together and we're going to find a way to get out of here. First, we're going to seal off this And as usual, 
go ahead and post your guesses to that on the forum. You will see a uh, a forum there of contests. Go into that, and you'll see a message saying the death, guess the death scene for episode 23. And as usual, you can find the forums at cadaverlab.com. You can email us, get in contact with us at feedback. Excuse me, feedback at cadaverlab.com. And the voicemail number is 206-339-2730. That is 206-339-2730. You got anything else? I don't. All right, so from the Cadaver Lab, we will see you later. Later.